you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. As always, brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. And today's show is also brought to you by OTI Fantasy Fives, our very own weekly fantasy football game played on one game selected per week as we talked about on the last couple of shows select five players from that game and then see the points roll in you can win cash prizes you can play for free or for cash and we'll be talking more about that in just a little moment once we get into the show as always myself colin kelly bringing you this episode i took the last one to you from dubai and this here one now i'm sitting in melbourne australia so it's been a, a very very international week here for overtime ireland the first show la- or the second the previous show last week recorded in donegal ireland then on to dubai for the recap and now of course previewing week three here from melbourne australia so it's been a lot of a lot of fun a lot of travel and uh, maybe a few travel stories to come along as we as we move through the show but um, a lot of people tweeting in to, to say there is extra legroom available on flight well fortunately for me i got uh, upgraded to extra leg room on the flight from dublin to dubai but not so lucky on the flight from dubai to melbourne a 14-hour flight and let's just say the person sitting in front of me uh, was pretty inconsiderate and thought that they really needed to put that chair into recline mode just to let them sleep a little bit on the on the plane never mind the fact that i did ask more than once uh, to move that seat forward a little bit so thanks to whoever you are if you're a listener to the overtime ireland podcast uh, you can unsubscribe yourself now because uh, the the six foot six guy sitting with his legs crushed behind you uh, didn't really enjoy that flight but to everyone else calling into the show listening to the show for the first time if you're here a long time thank you for your support if you're here for the first time you can hit that subscribe button stay along hopefully you're going to enjoy today's show hopefully you've enjoyed some of the previous shows and uh, hopefully you're in for the long haul this season and uh, looking forward to the rest of the season but I'm really looking forward to the week three action a lot of fascinating games on the schedule this week some games you know last week I wasn't all that pushed about the schedule there's some games that I wasn't really looking forward to but there's a lot on the card this week that I am I am looking forward to and of course Thursday night football was on uh, last night it's interesting as well I know we have some Australian listeners and they'll they'll be well used to it but Games kicking off uh, at ten thirty in the morning for the the Thursday night football it was ten thirty a.m. here on Friday morning. So different times uh, watching the games, but it was uh, not the most enjoyable of games. Thursday night football, the Giants coming out victorious against the Redskins. A flurry of points uh, laid on from the Redskins with the score look a little bit closer, but Kurt Cousins with two turnovers in this one and uh, just. Uh, the Redskins, you know, they, they kept it solid, uh, they kept it closer with the Dolphins in week one than many people thought they won last week against the Rams, which shocked a lot of people, but this game just was not pretty and it's going to be interesting to see what their plan is moving forward. Uh, I think they'll stick with Kirk Cousins for another game or two. There has been talk, you know, possibly will uh, they, they go to Col- Colt McCoy after this one, but I think they're going to stick with him for another game or two, see how it goes, but... He hadn't turned the ball over too much in those first two games. And, you know, the third game, two turnovers cost them dearly this night, as well as Jones having that fumble going into the end zone for the score. So uh, a disappointing night for the Redskins. The the Giants really needed that win. They are 1-2 and two now, as, as well as the Washington Redskins. So a tough uh, divisional loss for the Redskins, but a good win for the Giants nonetheless. And Odell Beckham kind of doing what he does. But uh, I have to say that the Giants have been very very boring kind of, in my opinion watching this season hasn't been many explosive plays outside of of course Odell Beckham we had more of Ruben Randall involved last night as well but overall as a whole I just think 
their clock management has been poor this season. It was a little bit better yesterday, and uh, getting that safety on the kind of start of the game really helped, I think, settle their nerves a little bit. But still, a lot of Dinkin and Duncan moving down the field, and Eli Manning not taking too many deep shots thus far this season. But with uh, that game Thursday Night Football talked over, we're going to get straight into the Week 3 preview, and we're going to get into that right now. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. First game we're going to discuss this week is the New Orleans Saints traveling to face the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people would have start, thought the season might have started the opposite way around for both these teams. The Saints, people picking them to win the division, people thought the Panthers were going to struggle with their wide receiver options. But uh, the opposite has occurred. Of course, the Saints 0-2, the Panthers 2-0 to start the season. Two very ugly wins for the Panthers, but I'm sure they'll tell you that they really don't care. And the Carolina Panthers fans out there would say the exact same thing. But this game is actually going to be our OTI Fantasy Fives game of the week this will be 6 p.m uk time and 3 a.m australian time for anyone keeping up on all the different time differences but this here is on sky sports so it's going to be our oti fantasy fives game for the week all you have to do pick five players from the game whether Drew Brees is playing, that's going to make a difficult choice if you want uh, to go with McCowan as your quarterback. A lot of people will be picking up Cam Newton in this for their rushing yards. Who do you go for at running back with Mark Ingram, Jonathan Stewart? It's going to be it's going to be an interesting one because the wide receiving options, obviously, Branton Cooks has had a slow start to the year and then there's a, a mismatch of players there playing for the wide receivers at wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. So it's going to be an interesting one. Greg Olson, tight end as well. I don't know. I don't want to give away too many secrets of the lineup I'm going to pick this week. But of course, OTI Fantasy 5 brought to you by fanfeud.co.uk. You can go to overtimeireland.com forward slash OTI Fantasy 5 for more information. The website has all the details there. You can play for £3 cash, put in your thing, put in your lineup, select your players, and uh, whoever wins takes the pot. You can play for free as well if you just want to have a, a trial run at it, but it's uh, it's great fun. Me and DJ have been participating over the last few weeks and hopefully we'll be involved again to, to take on some of the OTI listeners. And uh, We haven't got a win yet, but maybe this week we can, we can cash in on it. So looking forward to that again. That is OTI Fantasy 5s. But talking about the game, I mentioned some of the players there. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees possibly not playing without a rotator cuff injury. I think when you look at the games as a whole, they really struggled last week. He took a big hit early in the game, and that there from that point forward couldn't really throw the deep ball. Uh, the, the, playing against the Bucks, they were all over any screen passes that the Saints had set up. And I think when you look at the, the Panthers' defense, I think they're on definitely on a level above the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the season. And I think it's going to be a tough game all around. It doesn't look like a good matchup in any way, really, for the New Orleans Saints. Then the Saints have had their defensive issues. Cam Newton rushed quite well last week. I think he had around 79 yards rushing in that last game when they won. So I, I think overall it's going to be a... A win here for the Panthers playing at home, 0-2 or 2-0 to start the season. I think they go to 3-0, and I think the Saints are in real big trouble. You have to really start to question, you know, long-term uh, where Sean Payton is after this season because he's been there such a long time, done a fantastic job, but over the last couple of years, it's just not been uh, all that great for for the Saints as an organization on a whole and you know getting to the playoffs has been a struggle for them and I think this year is going to be a, a real big uh, struggle and you know if they go to 0 and 3 and the Panthers are 3 and 0 I think you can just rule them out of that division race straight away and Drew Brees long term what happens there obviously the rotator cuff injury at the moment but long term uh, what is the aspirations for the New Orleans Saints so I'm going for a win here for the Panthers and uh, it's going to be a, a tough weekend in my opinion for the New Orleans Saints but uh, last weekend uh, not the greatest of my picks uh, in OTI podcast history but hopefully I'm going a little bit closer this week next game up and it's another quarterback that is definitely not going to be playing in this game rather than there's still speculation around Drew Brees uh, Tony Romo will not be playing against the Atlanta Falcons this game taking place in Jerry World, so home game for the Cowboys. Let's see, can they 
go more with the run game the defense has been a lot better than advertised so far this season been impressed with them as a whole Sean Lee coming back in has really helped them so I think they, they, they will keep the Falcons maybe a little bit lower on the scoreboard but how long can they keep hold of the ball how long does Branton Whedon keep hold of the ball how do the team go on offense as a whole I think there's going to be a lot put on the running backs in this game you'll see a little bit more Terrence Williams who was used last week you know Des Bryant being out was a, a real killer blow for this team but I think with Tony Romo being out it's going to be really really tough if they can go at a 500 level or even uh, just a game or two below that as the time that Tony Romo's out until he comes back um, that would be a great achievement for them I think it's going to be tough for them to maintain but the, the advantage they have is they have a 2-0 and record to start the season so you know if they can go depending on how long Romo's out but if you know if they go 4-6 and six and he, come back and he's at 6-6 six and six, it gives them an opportunity to force their way forward towards the playoffs but it's going to be uh, if they hadn't that their booster at the start to go 2-0 and uh, you wouldn't really be looking at the Cowboys as a realistic playoff contender but let's see how Branton Whedon does uh, everyone's quick to write him off they obviously traded as well during the week for Matt Castle got a question on Twitter when I was looking for the podcast questions would Castle get game time this weekend Cowboys fans should be hoping that he doesn't because he's come in doesn't really know the playbook he's going to have to learn the playbook a little bit he's the third string quarterback at the moment but he could be elevated very very quickly uh, you know get forced in there but Branton Whedon the one problem is a very slow wind up as he goes to deliver the ball he's had the issues come into the league as a very old rookie quarterback in uh, he really probably is better off sitting on the bench behind Tony Romo. It's a kind of worst-case scenario for the Cowboys fans, and if we do see Castle this week, it'll either be an injury to Branton Whedon or more than likely Whedon not having a good game. So for Cowboys fans' sake, for the UK Cowboys fan group, they're they're probably hoping to see Whedon for the whole game, and uh, last week that wasn't something that they would be imagining saying going into week three. So the Falcons on the other side, Julio Jones, fantastic start to the season. I think he could possibly put up, uh, you know, numbers we've never seen in the NFL before both in fantasy and in reality in the NFL I think he has uh, chances to smash a lot of individual personal season records this season whether that's touchdowns yards so on and so forth I think he's going to have a big big year he's going to be going up against Branton Carr see how Branton Carr does against him nobody's been able to stop Julio so far can Branton Carr be the man to do it this week I, I really think it's going to be hard hard for him to do so Coleman got injured last week for the uh, Falcons uh, you know doubtful for this game whether he plays I don't think he'll have a, a real significant role in it I think we'll see Devontae Freeman more and we all know that Freeman's better catching the ball out of the backfield rather than trying to run between the tackles so the running game could be an issue here for the Falcons but uh, you know when you have Julio uh, we didn't see much of Roddy White last week and we've seen a lot of Leonard Hankerson so we could see it a bit more spread around in the passing game maybe uh, Roddy does have a bigger one in this he had a big game in week one but I'm going to have to go just with the the issues the Cowboys have especially with Des Bryant missing Antonio Romo and I have liked what the Falcons have shown on both sides of the ball defense has been a lot better this year to start the season as well under Dan Quinn so I'm going for a Falcons win I think they'll win probably be around uh, over a touchdown uh, and I think it's going to be as I mentioned similar to the Saints with the quarterback issues if you don't have the quarterback and the Falcons do have Matt Ryan it's going to make it tough for you when you don't have that position filled in with your your elite starter and I do class Tony Romo in that kind of top 10 range for certain whether he's up in the top six is a, a different matter but uh, him missing is going to really hurt the Fal- or hurt the Dallas Cowboys this coming week so a win here for the Falcons next game up Tennessee Titans facing the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts having a real tough start to the year. Again, like the Saints, a lot of people not projecting that. People expecting them to cruise in this division. And uh, already they seem in a bit of trouble. This one taking place in Tennessee. The Titans, uh, I mentioned after week one, you know, don't... uh, 
don't ruin their parade too much but you know we had to put a little bit of cold water on it, it looked like Mariotto was phenomenal week one versus the Titans then last week they played the Browns and it just didn't all go according to plan for them but I think this week they'll show a show again because I don't I'm not too uh, impressed by the, the Colts' defense overall. I thought the Jets handled the team pretty well uh, last week. And uh, the Bills and the Jets, I know they're a lot more physical than most teams, but they have shown a pattern to try and you know defuse this Colts' attack, uh, be very physical at the point of scrimmage, and really just try and knock the man in front of you over as much as possible, kind of try and intimidate that offensive line of the Colts, and it can give you issues then around the field. T.Y. Hilton did have a time when he limped off during the Jets but, uh, game, but he should be more recovered. We'll probably see more of him. We'll see a little bit of the rest of the guys all sprinkled in. Andre Johnson has really struggled to start the season. It's going to be interesting to see how much he's involved in this one. But the, the Tennessee Titans, I just think, won't have enough. I think the Colts, I, I cannot believe that they will go to 0-3 to start the season. So I'm going to have to go with a Colts one here. I think they win big because there's only so long this offense could be uh, spluttering and you know going slow. And if you look at the Bills, you look at the Jets, they're definitely uh, up in that top tier of uh, defensive uh, players in the league and both of them with good defensive coordinators and I just think the Colts uh, had you know a bad matchup in those ones I think they have a better matchup this week I think they win against the Titans and boy do they need it a game I'm sure a lot of people will be uh, tuning in for this week I don't know that's a bit of sarcasm there but the Browns and the Oakland Raiders both got wins last week which uh, not often these two teams facing off with a win in record or not win in records but a win in weeks going in so they're both becoming in in positive form the Raiders putting up a big number last week on the Ravens and then we have the Browns who bet the Titans and I think this one it's in Cleveland you know, I think it's a terrible decision not to go with Johnny Manziel. I'm not Manziel's biggest fan, but to be switching uh, back quarterbacks after getting the win last week, I just thought they would go with the younger guy, see what they've got, whether it's good or bad for Johnny Manziel in the long term. I think they, they should have tried to stick with him, but there is still a lot of red flags around his play, so you can see why they've done it. But I think this week, uh, you know, it could be a powder keg in there if they fall behind with the crowd being more in support of Manziel. It could be a tough outing for the Cleveland Browns. I thought last week uh, Derek Carr, I think it was his best game. I would say it was definitely his best game in his NFL career. He had a nice game. Uh, I think if you look at what Amari Cooper did, very nice crisp ride runner. A lot of publicity for him coming out of the draft, and so far he's really lived up to the hype. And Michael Crabtree having his best game in quite some time last week as well. Latavius Murray in the backfield. I think they're just going to have a better overall uh, attack, I think, on offense. And, you know, not every game that. Tavares Benjamin's going to have three touchdowns so I think uh, we'll see them slow down in this one I think we get a win here for the Raiders on the road and you know two wins in a row for the Raiders would definitely be a positive experience for them their fan base and I think they're just uh, that's the way it's going to go this week I think we're going to see a Raiders win Cincinnati Bengals there with the 2-0 record and another team that really needs a win is the Baltimore Ravens they are 0-2 and I think you know we often talk about Andy Dalton how he gets on when he's facing off in these kind of pressure games with a little bit less pressure on him in this divisional one but again traveling on the road to Baltimore to face the uh, the Baltimore Ravens I think it's going to be a tough game for the Bengals I just think on paper when you look the defense last week you know they lost Suggs but they were just really really poor in uh, all kind of facets of the game defensively against the Oakland Raiders I think this week if they play to that their sort of standard I think the Bengals will tear through them it'll be interesting to see in the running back position for the Bengals does Gio get a little bit more off the ball this week again after last week Jeremy Hill being benched for kind of the second half of the game we'll see what happens there I think Hill will still be the starting quarter or running back see what happens how it's split up there because I owe a lot of Giovanni Bernard stocks in a lot of fantasy football league so I'm interested to see how that one develops I think just last week there was a lot you know Steve Smith force fed the ball really for the 
Baltimore Ravens, and I think the Bengals have a better secondary and front four uh, off the defense than the Oakland Raiders had last week. So I think they'll get a lot of pressure. I think Joe Flacco will stand in the pocket. He's not the most mobile, but I do think that he'll be able to hit passes from time to time. But I do think that the Bengals will also get a lot of pressure to him. Although it is on the road for the Bengals, I'm going for the Bengals here. Uh, I think it's uh, time for this team to step forward. They've had a lot of talent on the roster over the last three or four years, and they really haven't got it over the line still without that playoff win. And I think, you know, at the moment, I think they're primed to to go ahead and win this division. So a win here would be a real statement against a a divisional rival. And if you look at the the teams on paper, I think uh, you have to go here for the Bengals. But I'm sure a lot of people will be going against me on that one. I think we'll have a lot of Ravens picks this week. Next up, the New England Patriots, you know, a lot of people send, including myself, questioning would they beat the Bills last week? Well, they bet the Bills, and they, they Tom Brady kind of brought the house and done what he wanted against them. And the Bills did put up a fight back later on, but the, the Patriots always kind of had this one in control. They're facing off against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. The game's in Foxborough, so that's a, a big advantage to the Patriots. They also were playing last week in Buffalo, which isn't that long of a journey when you consider some of the NFL journeys. A little bit of a you know a journey up the coast for the Jaguars. They won last week against the Dolphins, which was a big help to the Patriots in this division. I think you know they got the big win last week at home. They'll be trying to get that momentum into this one, but I just don't think it's coming enough. I think they're walking into a buzzsaw possibly here in the Patriots. The way Tom Brady played those first two weeks, I can't see that slowing down. Last week they didn't use Legarrette Blunt a lot. They used a lot of Dion Lewis. I think they're going to go heavy with Blunt this week, try and run up through the middle of that. Jaguars uh, defense I think at times you could possibly have a soft core and I think we'll see a lot more of him uh, we'll see the you know your your normal stuff from Edelman you'll see the normal stuff from Gronk and I think if Brady keeps going at anywhere near the level he's going uh, he'll carve this defense up and I think it's going to be a big win here for the New England Patriots probably not too many people disagreeing with me on that one although I thought at times last week that uh, Alan Robinson looked like uh, a real real star and he has looked like a, a star in some games in the NFL and just consistency between him and Blake Bortles as to how it goes again this week next up is the Jets they're playing the Eagles the Eagles obviously having their issues on offense this season and you know I talked about how uh, this Jets team intimidated the uh, Indianapolis Colts there a moment ago on the show well they I think they're in here to try and intimidate the the Eagles it's going to be in New York it's going to be in the MetLife Stadium one of those rare weeks where you have two games in the MetLife of course the Giants played there on Thursday night football gives the opportunity then for the Jets to play there on Sunday. Of course, uh, we all know they can't play there both on a Sunday unless they play each other. And uh, they're facing off against the Eagles. The Eagles have had their issues on offense. Uh, obviously, there's issues as well around DeMarco Murray this week. Will he be fit to play? And it's uh, up in the air at the moment. I think he probably will suit up. But, you know, you have Ryan Matthews in the backfield too. He hasn't been getting a lot of work. Maybe they go a little bit more heavy with Matthews. I think they have to get the run game going. And their biggest issue has been that offensive line. It's really leaking at the moment. Uh, they're getting hit in the backfield against the Cowboys those times Murray was getting hit three four five yards behind the line of scrimmage not getting an opportunity to progress with the ball and really you, you know people are laughing since DeMarco Murray's not playing well but you know it doesn't really matter who you are there's nothing you can do in that situation same if Ryan Matthews gets it Sproles is probably doing the best of the running backs but then he's getting short screen passes giving him the opportunity to get into space and it hasn't been given that real opportunity to Matthews or Murray I have to say as well I, I do like uh, Jordan Matthews the wide receiver but you know he just has had an issue over the last few weeks with drops he had drops last season we thought it would work out after that rookie campaign but he really needs to, to get his hands you know make more of those catches because this this offense at the minute is stuttering and it really needs to get somebody to just get them them first downs move the ball forward move the ball down the field and then it might all link up from week to week and improve but a lot of talk with the Eagles haven't mentioned the Jets yet but I just think a lot of it comes down to if that 
defense or the offense of the the Eagles continues to falter like this, they have no chance. And I, I expect them a bit like the Colts. I expect them to start to improve. Sam Bradford has not uh, really impressed me in any way, shape, or form to start the season. He looked great in the preseason. You know, you get nothing for being the preseason MVP. Hasn't really tried many deep balls down the field. Zach Ertz. You know, a lot of people are speaking of him in the off season. He hasn't delivered yet. So we'll see what happens on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, if they have any issues, I don't really care about the Eagles' defensive side of the ball because if the offense has any issues, this team is cooked in this one. Heading into the MetLife, that Jets crowd is going to be really up for this one. And, you know, uh, I think if if they can get a pressure on uh, Bradford, if they can stop the run, and it's really hard to run against this Jets team, I think the Eagles are in big trouble in this one. So I didn't think I'd be saying this, you know, a couple of weeks back I was picking the Eagles to win that division. I definitely wasn't picking the Jets to go 3-0 and to start the year. And I think that's the way I'm going to lean in this one. They're playing at home. I think they're a lot better in, obviously, the secondary and the front seven. And I'm going to go with them, their defense more than anything, against the uh, the Eagles' offense. And just the, there's a talking point, uh, will Darrell Revis be fit for this game? Uh, obviously, if he doesn't play, it weakens the secondary a little bit. But I think overall, I'm going to go for the Jets. Uh, I think they've been impressive to start the season so far. Looks like the Texans will be once again without Arian Foster going into this game this week. They face off at home and they are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first round pick uh, first overall pick rather and uh, Jameis Winston in this one obviously Mike Evans has you know not got uh, any games really this season the hamstring issues worrisome coming into the season I didn't know how he would start the year well he hasn't started the year hopefully this season he's going to be closer to 100% get some game time under his belt and see what him and Vincent Jackson do together I think he Vincent Jackson's had a nice start of the year in his absence Austin Safarian Jenkins looking good too but he is going to miss the season, expected to miss four to six weeks. So that's a big, big blow for them. We'll see who goes in there. I think they still have Tim Wright on the roster uh, after he left the Patriots. I think uh, that there's who's going to be probably the starting tight end there this week for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The uh, Texans haven't looked good. I mentioned Foster obviously could be coming back, but he looks like he's going to miss this week. Still a chance that he'll suit up. If he suits up, it obviously boosts their chances significantly. I think until he comes back, they're really not going to do much on offense. The defense has done their job, but just, you know, you still need a little help obviously from your offense unless you can get J.J. Watt forcing a fumble and taking it back for a touchdown. Haven't been impressed with, uh, you know, Alfred Blue, Chris Polk, Jonathan Grimes all season. Uh, not doing a whole, whole lot. And, uh, I just think, just with uh, the, the issues around the Texans, they're playing at home is the only thing that's given me a slight uh, opportunity to go for this. But then the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went on the road last week and they, they bet the New Orleans Saints quite comfortably in the, in the Superdome. So I'm going to go for a win on the road again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They looked terrible week one, looked a little bit better last week. And uh, I think they'll go again this week and win because just I, I'm not impressed at all with the, the quarterback situation in uh, Houston I don't think Mallet's the answer there maybe long term he can progress a little bit but he's been in the league long enough he should have a lot of this stuff learned down and he should have been ready for his opportunity when it came just doesn't look like he is Hoyer we know what we get from him but you know the way the way Mallet played last week maybe Hoyer is the, the better option for this team going forward it's uh, it's really hard to know at the moment Minnesota Vikings got a win at home last week to the Lions. Wasn't impressed with the Lions in that one, but they are at home again, and they are facing the San Diego Superchargers. Going to be an interesting one. This this is a game that I'm looking forward to seeing. I think you know a lot of a lot of the players in this game have a lot to prove. I think Philip Rivers last week had a, had a nice game, but I thought he could have done a little bit more. Keenan Allen did nothing last week. Muffed a punt, led to a touchdown for the Bengals. He did really not a whole wide pile after it, and. Uh, Overall, I just think as a team, uh, they have to come together as a stronger unit. And 
I think this is an opportunity for them to do so. The Vikings, obviously, Adrian Peterson had a big game last week. There was a lot of worrying about him after week one. Well, there's no need to worry after his week two performance. And I think we'll see a lot more of that same formula. I think we'll see. I think they're going to try and get Kyle Rudolph a little bit more involved. Um, I think just that threat, you know, if you're getting Peterson going, the play action to the tight end over the middle kind of opens things up then to give your opportunity to the wide receivers. The wide receivers haven't really been involved all that much yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I just think overall, you know, if I was picking one of these two teams to win, you know, in a series of three, I would go for the Chargers. But the home field advantage of the Vikings does give them a, a significant boost there. I'm just going to go for a narrow win here for the Chargers. I've picked a lot of teams this week on the road to win, which, uh, you know, from time to time uh, doesn't work out for me. Last week I went for a lot of home teams and did not go for me. This week I'm picking a lot of away teams. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm going to go for a Chargers win. I think Philip Rivers, you know, he started the season nicely, but I think there's a, a big, big performance coming from him. And I think it's this week he... He's a quarterback when he goes in the road, you know, the crowd doesn't really bother him. Nothing really affects him that much in his play. And uh, if he can get it on sync with his receivers as he has been, you know, they've been consistent. It just hasn't just been as much as I would expect from Philip Rivers. And I think this week is the week where he really goes off for a big performance. I'm starting him in quite a number of fantasy leagues. St. Louis Rams and the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game in St. Louis, uh, the Rams had a big win week one against the Seahawks. Nobody really seen that coming, really slowed them down. Um, then, of course, uh, the Steelers were the big win last week. The Rams losing to the Washington Redskins. So I think it's going to be a, a fascinating game here. It depends if the front seven of the Rams really can get pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. He's one of the hardest quarterbacks to actually get in the ground, to sack. A lot of people get hands on him, but he can fight it off. He's obviously very strong, well-built, and he can move out of the pocket, extend play. So that's going to be the key here. I think if they can get him to the ground, it's going to really, really slow down uh, the Steelers' offense. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell coming back this week, quite a boost to them, but the Rams aren't a team that's all that easy to run against, so it's going to be very fascinating, and I'm going to stick to my run of picking teams on the road. I just think, uh, you know, you look at the quarterbacks, Nick Foles or Ben Roethlisberger, who do you have more faith in? I have to go with Ben Roethlisberger. There is still a situation in the running back position. There's talented running backs in St. Louis, but with injuries, it just, at the moment, doesn't fill me with confidence. Then Le'Veon Bell coming back, D'Angelo Williams is playing extremely well, so that combination I think wins there look at the wide receivers who are you going to go with obviously Antonio Brown a step above anyone else in this game and you know Darius Hayward Bay I didn't think we'd be talking about him this season but he's had a nice start of the year I, you know I don't know if he'll keep it up but there is a, a lot more positivity I think just at the the positions that the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have so I'm going to go for them the big issue here for the Steelers is the the defense I'm just yeah, what do you want to say about them? Just the, the secondary will probably get torched again, but then it uh, depends on the quarterback. But they, they have a lot of speed, the, the Rams. Tavon Austin, although he doesn't catch a lot of deep balls, has that burner pace, and there is you know a, a lot of guys there on the outside who can open up the game for them. I think this next one's going to be short and sweet and to the point, and it is uh, the 49ers travelling up to face the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, don't know how long uh, do you think it's going to take me to predict this one the Arizona Cardinals big game last week on the road against the Bears and I think they uh, they proved enough to say that I'm going to stick with them this week going in and facing uh, the 49ers in their own backyard the 49ers put up points towards the end of the game last week but really and truly the, the Steelers handled them very easily the Vikings were atrocious in my opinion against the 49ers in week one although Hyde had a big game overall not impressed by the, the 49ers at all I think this is uh, going to be easily handled by Carson Palmer and uh, the rest of his team I think an easy win here for the Cardinals possibly my lock of the week uh, this week it's, it's, it's one that I'm very confident on next game up one that I'm not so confident on the Buffalo Bills heading to Miami to face the Dolphins. The Dolphins were one of my kind of pre-season hype teams. I was really looking forward to seeing what they are going to do this season. They have had a real stuttering start, bet 
the uh, Washington Redskins to start the year didn't look all that good in doing so lost last week to the Jacksonville Jaguars they're playing the Bills the Bills have been dominant so far uh, you know they, well, they were dominated last week but they still showed enough they were playing the Patriots last week and they're obviously going to do that to a lot of teams uh, maybe the, the formula that the Patriots use could help here for the, the Dolphins the, there's an issue around Lamar Miller will he play this week uh, still up in the air I think if they lose out on him it's going to be tough but again the Bills aren't a team that's all that easy to run against the, the Patriots showed that last week a lot of dink and dunk passes you know short screen passes getting the ball to Dion Lewis and so on and so forth can they do that if Lamar Miller plays get the ball to him uh, try and spread them out a little bit it's going to be an interesting one that way Tyrod Taylor you know last week on the ground he done some nice things in garbage time he done some nice things against the Patriots but when it really mattered he seemed to, to come up against the wall the Patriots kind of tried to keep him in the pocket can the uh, Miami Dolphins do the same and Donica and Sue hasn't really just had that instant impact that a lot of people were expecting Cameron Wake and Le'Veon Werner can they get the pressure onto him keep him in the pocket and I think if they can do that there keep him in the pocket I think the uh, Miami Dolphins will have enough to win this game I think it's time now we talked about Ryan Tannehill in the preseason it's time for him in a big game and a divisional game at home to step up and deliver because so often in these times similar to last week you know you give them the hype one week one think oh well they got the win and they're going to move on now will they go and play Jacksonville last week and they don't deliver against one of the so-called weaker teams in the league so we'll see this week it's a tough tough challenge for them but I'm going to go I have to pick some home teams this week and this one is home team win for the Miami Dolphins Next one's going to be a home team win too, and this is another contender for the the lock of the week this week. It is the Seattle Seahawks at home at CenturyLink taking on the Chicago Bears. The Bears last week looked atrocious against the Cardinals. I mentioned the Cardinals are one of my favourite teams this week. Well, maybe I'm overhyping them a little bit because of how bad the Bears were. Jimmy Clausen starting for... uh, the Chicago Bears Cutler out for a few weeks Cam Chancellor likely to be back for this one whether he starts I think uh, it'll be stupid if the if the Seahawks don't start but uh, you know their organization their management knows a lot more than me about uh, who to start this week I think they have to put Chancellor straight back in there they are 0-2 they need to win they are at home they have a sensational home record and I think they absolutely annihilate the uh, the Bears here Jimmy Clausen is not going to put too much fear in that secondary off the Seattle Seahawks so I think if uh, any Bears fans out there listening maybe take this week off take this Sunday off as a bye week and uh, just uh, enjoy walking the dog or something because I don't think you'll enjoy watching them play the Seattle Seahawks a big one here for the Seahawks in week three and just uh, two games left to go the uh, the Detroit Lions they are heading or they are staying at home rather sorry the Denver Broncos they are heading to Detroit I think Peyton Manning got they got the win last week against the Chiefs and it was in uh, kind of fortunate circumstances as uh, charge fumble and has uh, gone in for the touchdown not actually getting in for a touchdown but in the red zone inside the five yard line last week early in the game that there cost the the Chiefs at least a three point uh, opportunity then late in the game just after the equal uh, equalized kind of got it back to all square. The, the Kansas City Chiefs have a chance, you know, to. I think they were just going to try and run it out and go for extra time. It didn't look like they were going to be all that adventurous, but a, a fumble again by uh, Jamal Charles. Sorry, I might have said Marshawn Lynch there a moment ago when I said about the, the first fumble. Jamal Charles, not often he fumbles at two fumbles in this game and uh, cost the team dearly. So a win there last week for the Broncos, kind of, you know, a little bit fortunate, I think, uh, Peyton Manning. He looked a lot better when he started to kind of run his offense rather than Kubiak's offense back in the shotgun rather than being under center. They moved the ball a lot better. But it, just the throws, I don't think, uh, you know, there's not the power behind them, there's no real velocity struggling on the, you know, the, to fizz them into those tight windows. Going to, you know, I have to give credit to Emmanuel Sanders, he's had a lot, I think at one stage last week uh, they had seven first downs uh, over the last 
go-to games and uh, he had like six of them he was you know the third down go-to guy and he was picking up the yards for him so he's had a nice start to the season the best kind of at the moment uh, out of the, the Broncos wide receivers you obviously have Demarius Thomas there and uh, as well I think uh, the Lions look uh, susceptible last week I wasn't very impressed again against the Vikings Calvin Johnson got a touchdown hasn't really been himself so far this season Eric Ebron's had two touchdowns one in each game overall I just think oh this is a hard one for me to call I'm really on the fence and I'm just going to go just because of home field advantage really I think if this was in Mile High Stadium I would be going for the Broncos it's in Detroit so I'm going to go for a narrow win here for the Detroit Lions I think they have to get that offense going a little bit we'll see a lot more Calvin Johnson Golden Tate at the moment to be honest probably looks like the better receiver on the team we'll see them trying to get the running backs going they didn't do a lot last week on the ground with Joyke Bell or Amir Abdullah so I think they might try and go there but Matthew Stafford hasn't looked good either and he took a few hits last week I just him and Jay Cutler are in the same boat for me just you know what you're going to get there's going to be those highlight plays and then there's going to be those boneheaded throws that lead to interceptions and pick sixes and just uh, see if this week's one that he, he really plays a little bit better and doesn't do the, the boneheaded throw and just uh, keeps, uh, keeps it clean on the turnover front and I think they'll just narrowly win this game Last game of the weekend, it's the game I'm looking forward to most, obviously. It's uh, Monday Night Football. It's going to be coming up. I might actually have the preview show, or the recap show, rather, done prior to this game, so you might get extended thoughts on Monday's show. But uh, this game here, the, the Packers facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs. This game in Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the record at Lambeau Field at the moment. Uh, you know, they're they're on a real roll there. No, no losses uh, last season or this season so far. So I think overall... Uh, the home field advantage gives the Packers an extreme boost. Uh, the Chiefs are a team that I, I do like watching. I thought last week they were very conservative in their play call. And hopefully this week they're conservative again as they, they go into Lambeau. I think with you know Rodgers playing at an extreme level, no turnovers now in uh, such a long time in home games. I think it might be I think 2011 might have been the last time that he had a, a, a pick thrown in Lambeau field. So hopefully he continues that. This is a dangerous secondary though uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Very impressed with how Peters has played the last few weeks since he came in as a rookie and obviously you have Eric Berry as well there's a very talented you know Houston's going to be putting pressure off the edge can the offensive line hold up to that is Eddie Lacy going to be playing that's also an issue for the Packers Devontae Adams hurt his ankle last week how effective is he Randall Cobb seems to be almost back to 100% after the shoulder injury in preseason looked good last week so we'll see how he goes going forward but overall I think uh, the Packers will just have enough that you know if you're beating the Seahawks at home you think you can really take on anyone but two tough tests for them back to back Kansas City this week and uh, it's going to be interesting Kansas City also had a little bit of extra recovery time because of course they played Thursday night football last week but I'm going to go with the home team go with my heart and go with a win for the Packers go Pack go on that one hopefully they win I mentioned the lock of the week earlier if you're doing your survivor pools doing your your pickems, see who you have to put in one team and decide who's going to win I think you have to go for the Seattle Seahawks can't see them going 0-3 here they've Cam Chancellor back I think they're really going to get things moving in this I own Marshall Lynch in a couple of fantasy leagues too and hopefully this is the week he takes off too disappointing uh, enough weeks so far to start the season but I think you'll you'll see them cruise to victory against the Chicago Bears just one more plug again of course for the OTI Fantasy Fives check that out it's going to be the Carolina Panthers against the New Orleans Saints game there's going to be some tough decision making in that one with some of the injuries uh, that have happened already and you'll have to check close to uh, kick off for 
for who is active, who isn't active, of course, in that one. Um, and you can sign up to that at overtimeireland.com forward slash fantasy fives. As always, thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed. Keep spreading the word. The uh, followers going up each and every week on Twitter. The listeners uh, going up each and every week too. So keep that going. Get everyone, you know, subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. Give us a rating and a comment on there as well. Always helps. Uh, if you haven't already do so, uh, make that your job for the weekend before Sunday's football action and give us a written and a comment. Thank you very much for that. And of course, my name's Colin Kelly. And as always, until the next show, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.